So then coming home at night, we've been kind of just walking to bed. I can't really do anything else. I've done, yeah, all I've done is sleep the last, like, week. Yeah. So, so it's great. You know, I don't know, I don't know if this is, like, a full-time job type of thing, and that's, I just don't have time or energy for it. We're trying to figure it out. I guess for right now, I guess you should just expect kind of oh, every other week, and we'll see if we're able to fit ones more on a time frame as we used to but we're here we're happy to be in your ears and i'm actually super excited for ella's episode are you i mean she told me a little bit about what she was doing and so i was like hmm interesting and then i said stop telling me things so that i don't have to reset commentary (laughs) so but yeah it is unfortunately still it's unfortunately still fall. <laughs> it's unfortunately still summer. We're so, excited for fall. It's um, Halloween now, officially. You know, it's August, so it's the pre-spooky, pre-pre-spooky season, because some people start in September. Um, but no, the true people start in, in July. July. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have suggestions for Halloween costumes for me and Ella, um, please tell us in Instagram or whatever. We need ideas. We will post pictures if we do them um, because we're going to be dressing up at work together. And I know I'm trying to do like a week seven days of Mm -hmm. office Halloween costumes. I did change my computer desktop to the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. I didn't even know we could change our desktops. I don't know if we're supposed to. Um, but just, you did. Because I just save it as an image and I just put wallpaper so it was like easy. But yes. So, because I thought Whitney changed theirs. So I was like, oh. Well, there's our desks. We'll personalize it. We have them now. Especially me. I'm not going anywhere. So Yeah. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Um, yeah, this falls in line with the summer theme and because it's summer. Although I feel like these typically close like late July, early August because people go back to school now in August. Yeah, more or less. Um, depends really on what we're talking about. So I know we're titling it like haunted camps or whatever. That's not necessarily what it all is, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just get into it, and you'll find out for yourself. Because, you know, in summer, you go to camp, right? Or you go camping. Mm-hmm. Rich people. You know, <laughs> Rich people, that's what you do. You pay, like, thousands of dollars to get to go to Tom week. Sawyer camp that I never got to go to and yeah. live out your parent trap dream. Right? Ride some horses. Have some cabins. Do out there. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't go to camp like until young life mm-hmm. um where it looked like camp camp and um i think i was on a scholarship because it was my first time going and other than, after that i was a counselor Woo. so i got to go for free because i was working <laughs> exciting love that so yes Yay. um camp. Yeah, camp. so the first 
story I'm getting into. So there's like three, and then maybe a mini, like I'll throw in at the end. This is fun, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so the first one is taking place in upstate New York. This one's a Moida. Okay, so we're in like Sleepy Hollow territory. Yeah, we're in the Adirondacks. Okay. It's. I believe those are haunted. Everything's haunted. Everything. Everything's haunted. So there's a, a few different versions of this story, but I'm giving you like the general what we know version okay. of it. Oh, pause. We also need to talk about the John Ramsey. Ramsey. Yes, I yeah. made a mental note to talk about that earlier and completely forgot. You know, you were telling you, you were saying the general, and I was like, oh, John, 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 John. Because <laughs> those <laughs> are connected. <laughs> yeah. Sure, my ADD brain got triggered and was like, remember. So, yeah. For anyone who is not aware, there was a new bill signed by Biden that basically allows family members to basically tell, like, if they get a petition of signatures, they can basically say, hey, I need you to reopen my whole case and, like, spend time trying to figure it out. Um, at least that's from what I'm understanding. But the biggest thing is that people are looking into that for the John Benet Ramsey case, which is like a 25 year old cold case about, um, about a six year old or I think she was six. Yeah, or she was young. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she went missing in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and we have never figured out who killed her because we do find out that she was killed. So I know that her dad is trying Spoiler. to go at, well, there's so many podcasts that have covered it in depth, but that's why we haven't done it. Um, at least. Also, what, she's dead. It's wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be crazy if I was forgetting cases that we had already done before? I've done that. I've d- I forget what we do on this podcast. Oh, goodness. I mean, two years and that just becomes a crazy thing. Well, and we listen understand. to so many other podcasts and so many other things like, did we talk about this or that's someone else? Yeah. Anyway, so they're trying. Her dad is trying to get things, um, her like DNA tested in the new DNA evidence machine things that they do in today's day and age. And then um, the brother has said that he thinks the cops know more than they're telling people, and he thinks it's time for them to tell people. Which I get a little weird about. Some things, yes, but some things they try to keep private. private so that if they do get a person saying things or, you know, they can trap people. But if everyone knows all the information, like, how are they supposed it. to know if this is like the killer knowing things or just general information? Mm-hmm. So DNA, I fully agree with. You know, I want to see where things go, but that is exciting because... Maybe he's saying it because he wants to cover his tracks. It's like, you can't say that on the podcast. He's going to file a cease and desist oh, no. claim for us. He's He sued everyone who said that they were suspicious of him. Or, or not, where he completely believed yeah, in innocence. We, you know, this is, case has not been solved, and we just look forward to getting more information. Okay? Yep. Sounds good. That's it for us. Message us privately if you want more information <laughs> on our thoughts. Okay, going back to, to the story to now. To the camp. To camp. We're going back to camp. <laughs> okay. Beep, beep on the bus. Not um, really, but all right. Okay. Okay. Um, Moida. 
Moy that she wrote. In up in up in New York. Up in New York. Up in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the Adirondacks. This is the murder of Grace Brown in July of 1906. Mm-hmm. That was her name. Grace Brown. Grace Brown. That's what we're talking about. Um, 1906. 1906. There was been a number of movies and plays and like operas and shit based off of this. Like songs. What? What? Yes. What is this, Friday the 13th in real life? Was it a lake? Uh, I think it was, yeah, it's a lake. I know, it's a bad idea. It, it's Big Moose Lake. Big Moose Lake. Okay. And was not murdered by a moose. Not murdered, unfortunately not. <laughs> that would be a completely different story. Moose are scary. Well, they're so big. So big. They're so big. They're fast. They're aggressive. They swim. They swim. They can hold their breath. They know your thoughts. It's not, Maybe. It's not your fear. Perhaps. Telepaths. Okay. Um, moving on. So, Grace Brown grew up in a small dairy farm in, um, some other small county in New York that I'm unfamiliar with. In upstate New York. Yeah. She's a small, small farm girl, basically, is what we're getting at. Okay. And she, uh, moves to the big city because she doesn't want to be a farm anymore. And she's as one does, this is Barbie and the Three Musketeers. It is not. <laughs> so she moves out to the big city and gets a job at the Gillette Skirt Factory, notoriously known for bad labor laws. And isn't that the one that caught on fire? I don't know. But I'm um, thinking of a pants factory. I'm thinking of a pants factory. But yeah, the bad labor laws also, I think it is the first company that hired women. Um, that was, yeah, for 1906. Early. Yeah, pretty sure this is the first movie that hired women. Anyways, um, she goes to the Gillette Skirt Factory in New York, and she meets the owner's nephew, Chester Gillette. I'm saying it right. I hope it's not Gillette. Gillette. I don't know, man. I'm trying. I mean, Gillette sounds correct, but that's because it's a razor brand now. I'm I'm reading it phonetically. Thank you. Um. So. She meets Chester, right? She, he, Chester, was originally from Montana. Montana. He moved. Land of lakes. I guess. Isn't it a lot of land of 10,000 lakes? There's a lot of lakes in Montana. Anyways, he's from Montana. And then his, you know, like, estranged, wealthy-ass uncle was like, come here. I'll train you my trade. In what? In skirts. His estranged, wealthy uncle called out to his Montanan nephew and said, come to New York. Yes, exactly. Um, So upon their meeting, Brown and uh, Chester, Mm -hmm. they started dating in secret, but obviously not the scandal. A farm girl and a factory boy, like a wealthy factory boy. Um, Obviously in a factory too. Yeah, obviously it couldn't happen. Should anyone find out? Trouble. Trouble to ruin. Um, that doesn't make sense. Okay. I'm going to hear you out. He's wealthy. He has his standards, uh-huh. I guess. And she's a fine girl. You know how many men from back in the day dated women who had no money because they weren't expected to have money? It sounds pretty on brand. It's, oh, it's very it's on brand. Not, it's not like it's the 1800s still when you still have to, like, set yourself up for, like, you know... More. Well, I mean, and then what would the Bennetts would have been considered lowly? 
Yeah, but he comes from like money, money. Uh huh. So it's just like they don't expect women to have money. Still in that day and age, they were not. Well, they want a money. name or a title. Still, think Downton Abbey, yeah. which was you know over a decade. I'm later. sure his mom would have been upset. Yeah, his family would not have been having it. Um, he was also like, you know, a sexy bachelor guy. Was he? Guy. Do you have a picture? Pictures where it isn't real. Because people in the back in the days in the were not times sexy. I know. Weird. <laughs> okay, natural most selection. Of them did. Most <laughs> we're of just them very attractive weird. these days. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, he was like a known bachelor around town, so he didn't want people to know that he was dating. Mm-hmm. Anyone because he wanted that, like, he wanted to fuck around. Yeah, obviously. He's a man in mm-hmm. 1906. Yeah. In May of 1906, um, Brown revealed to Gillette that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She was 20, he was 23. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's 1906, unwed mothers were obviously not welcomed into society. No, they were put in like nunneries and like these homes for unwed mothers. Yeah. Um, they do be shot. So she went back to her farm and they would write letters of Gillette and Brown. Um Howard. And she basically begged him to marry her so that she could, you know, still be a person. Yeah. Um, with all of this. And so he eventually said, like, okay, I'm gonna take you out for a romantic weekend at Big Moose Lake. And what Adirondacks. he really meant was, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> Close enough. Because just like the mob at Lake Mead, he's going to throw her into a oil barrel into the lake. I really And then she's going to turn her into okay. soap. Okay. Like the other bodies. Yes, that is Has everyone 1906. Be, everyone be Little Mermaid. Everyone be soap. Yes. Look, look it up. Look at, look at, look I at, don't want to. Look up I don't want to know. Okay? They're finding bodies. I'm, listen, I'm doing podcasting right now. As am I. Am I not? People are listening to my voice. Anyways. So they go on this, like, romantic trip in the Adirondacks in July. She thought he was going to propose He's not. maybe a lobe. I don't think so. Because... I have a little faith with this man. His name is Chester. This man. money. Like what? That means he's credible. No, he's no, gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing going on your point. Okay, yes, <laughs> he's gonna make things disappear. I don't like him. You thought I would be defending him? I don't know what your point was because you were like, his name is Chester and he has money. And I was like, so That's what? So untrustworthy. Anyway, and, and he took her to Big Moose Lake. I'm sorry if your name Chester out there. Do people still name children Chester? I mean, there was an Arthur that we were talking about the other day. We were like, who names their kids Arthur? Well, people who grew up with Arthur. It's fine, you know? Named after their dad, Arthur Jr. Whatever. Archibald. Prince Archibald. He or she. From Kate and, no, not Kate. Um, Harry, Harry and Meghan. Yes. We got there. I was trying to say William. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, okay, so... They spent their first night of their trip in Utica, Utica, U-T-I-C-A. Uh, I think it's Utica. Utica. Um, and then they took the train to Tupper Lake on the second night. And then on July 11th, they took the train back and they stopped at Big Moose Lake on the way. Okay. Um, Gillette and Brown rented a canoe together and, like, spent a night. Did they just say Chester and 
Grace. Grace. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna get kind of thinking of companies. Sure. Chester and Grace rented a canoe, spent like a nice romantic afternoon out no. on on the lake together. No. Because that's what people do. There's it's 1906. Boating accidents are so easy, especially in canoes. No, I'm not kidding. She's pregnant. Who's putting a pregnant woman in a canoe? On a lake. I don't, she's not, she's only like two, three months pregnant at this point. Why would she tell her business that she was pregnant that early on? Especially back then. They didn't know until later on. I'm just telling you what I am reading. I, okay. All right. Back off. I'm not, I'm not doubting you. It just seems weird that she... Is also, like, it's 1906. I know, but 1906... It's not her uteruses would fly out of our stomachs. Hey, I'm just saying, like, but if she's knowing the problem of being an unwed mother, and she has a job, and she's not going to show that she's pregnant yet, why is she telling them before she has to? But she didn't tell them she was pregnant. Well, you said she told her company that she was pregnant. No, I said she went back to her car. She told... Oh, it's because I said July. She told... Chester. Oh, okay. That she was pregnant. That Nobody else See, because you said Gillette, so I was like, but why is she telling the factory? No, she told the fa- No! <laughs> she told Chester. Okay. And that so, makes way more sense. Yeah, so he's like the only one that knows besides probably her mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they're on a canoe, right? Okay. In Got the it. water. Water. Okay. July 11th. Big news lake. And, well, Grace reportedly left her trunk at the train station. Um, Chester brought everything he took with him in the boat because that's not suspicious now you bring your like your suitcase and your travel bag in a canoe in a, in a canoe and boat you know, where things get wet that just makes sense yeah and they're heavy too um so he brought his stuff onto the boat while well, she left all of her stuff in the train station on the train i don't know mm-hmm. um so he in the suitcase he had like a tennis racket because it's 1906, I guess, and tennis is just... I don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, he had a tennis racket in his thing, and he um, he smashed her head in with the tennis racket, and like she um, fell into the water and then drowned. But Brown, or Grace, told Chester that she couldn't swim, so he was like, if I get her into the water, I'll die of natural causes. That was that was where he was. So like they rented a canoe, right? Yeah. So like you have to bring the canoe back. Yeah. And so he was like gonna just be like, well, she fell over and I didn't get I couldn't get her. I don't know. Or was he or was he planning to sink the whole canoe? Because, well, that's not what he does. Because like then why did you take all your stuff? I was assuming that he put all his stuff in because he was just gonna like you know, sink the whole canoe and then, like, you know... Disappear forever? He could have... Her stuff would have been left there and it would have looked like she just walked into the lake on her own. No, that's not... That's not what happened here. That would um, a smarter plan. No, he fled the scene and spent the night at the Arrowhead Hotel in Inlet under an alias and Grace's body surfaced not long later. What was his alias? I don't know. Doesn't tell me. That's a lost good point. Also, yes, because if you guys don't know this, if you don't, which is why people like the mob would, you know, use cinder blocks or rocks or oil oil drums because your body, when it naturally starts to decompose after you die, 
it fills up with gas, which is why bodies come up to the surface. Same thing with like um, the graves that were flooding. Like after like New Orleans, like was flooding and graves mm-hmm. were raising, it's because of the same process. Which is why in moist areas, we started to do those above ground mausoleums. They would just tuck people in. The south. Yeah, yeah, or other places that would do that. So, of course, yeah, so she she came back to the top of the lake because he's an idiot. Yeah, less than like 24 hours later, they find her body. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, obviously thought that they were just going to think she drowned. She, her head was crushing. She had bruises everywhere. How did he do, what did they make tennis rackets with back in those days? Probably still just metal, I don't know. Anyways, she was four months pregnant at this point. So she's probably not showing too much. No, usually you don't show until the so anyways, it's funny and that's not. Yeah. Chester was arrested within days of the murder, mm-hmm. and then everyone knew. Chester maintained his innocence throughout the trial, but it was, like, real big. Like, this was the Ted Bundy mm-hmm. level of No, like, no, no. I feel like, publicity. is it more Lacey Peterson? Since they were, like, sure. other. I meant on, like, notoriety-wise. Okay. Like, it was really big. Everyone knew about it. Complete scandal. And then, yeah, like, hundreds of people were coming to witness this. Like, really famous newsmen, all that. And then, during the trial, the defense claimed that Grace had jumped into the lake committing suicide. Um, and they pointed to the letters Grace had written Chester, mentioning that she wanted to die because she was pregnant and he would take her. All of that. They asserted that when Chester stood up to save her, the boat capsized, um, and then the DA insisted that Chester hit her over half the tennis racket and did nothing but save her when she fell asleep. On December 5th of 1906, months later, after about five hours of deliberation, the jury was like, yeah, look, that's fucking guilty. Uh, murder, first degree, he planned it, mm-hmm. obviously. And then he was reportedly calm and even smiling when his sentence was handed down he was put into prison and for for how long? He was sentenced to death. So I don't know why that man is smiling about that. I don't know. He's weird, obviously. So he 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 did the die. Um, but they never he did him. the die. He did the die. We don't know how he did the die, but he did the die. But because of you know all all that trauma at the lake, mm-hmm. um. There was a 1929 folk song called The Ballad of Big Moose Lake, a 1951 movie called A Place in the Sun, uh, a 1925 novel called An American Tragedy, a 1926 play and 2005 opera, all based off of this story. It's not like, I mean, I'm sure I'm desensitized in today's crime, but it just feels like it wasn't like a huge event. I mean, this in was the like the, no, but you've got the, one of the biggest companies in the U.S. and it's 1906. Oh, so well, you know, it's like you know, it's a romance gone bad kind of thing. So it is a tragic story. My point is, by doing the story, her ghost haunts the lake, and that is why I put it in the haunted grounds story. But I feel like water, you know, water remembers. So water remembers is a traumatic event. And it was, you know, probably heartbreaking and surprising, considering the had spent, much a like, woman in white story. Murdered by her lover, Alexa. That's not the women in white, though. Women in white murder their children. 
because their lover cheats on them. Usually. Not always. We'll fact check that later. I'll come back to that at some point, probably but in episode. Yes, Water remembers it was a traumatic event and a very heartbreaking one, considering they spent so much time before the lake just being together. Yes, and now she do she do haunt the lake. No. Ooh. She just she just walks around. People see her. Mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting. But now we move on to story number two. Longer. Okay. But still not. So this one is about a haunted campground in Virginia, mm-hmm. also near a lake. Well, this was the this was a private lake. I mean, Friday the 13th is a camp for sports. So we've got a camp, a lake, and... Like, this is a campground. Like, you could jump in tent. Uh, in Virginia. This story came out in 2018. The, the thing that happened was, like, in the early 2000s, but the paranormal investigator that got interviewed for this article didn't say anything about it until 2018. It's technically a pond, not a lake. Like, a I'll show you a picture. It's not big enough to be a lake. Okay. So this is about Braley Pond in uh, West Augusta, Virginia. Um, it has reports of children laughing, spirits just like floating in the air. Um, many paranormal investigators go a little crazy after being there. Yeah, and the longer you stay, like the worse it gets. So it's one of those places where people tap out a lot when they go. They college. No, because our family's weird. Also, we're weird. And woods, ponds, snow. Yeah, don't want to be there. Oh, yes. And it's not like really pretty. Like the pond's not aesthetically pleasing. It's not like Crater Lake. No, Crater Lake's beautiful. As creepy as that is. Anyways, this is also in the Shenandoah Valley. There was a paranormal investigation done in 2006. And the founder of that, like, paranormal investigation society, his name was Marty Siebel, and this invest, this, like, uh, interviewer contacted him to see what he find about, uh, what he saw, what happened, you know, 2006 trial. He said that he couldn't, like, give them any information, but he referred him to Shay Willis, who is the paranormal investigator that was there. Okay. So, she is a paranormal researcher and and an empath. Uh, she always considered herself a loner, stayed away from, like, current events and all of that. Um, always had fascination with, like, paranormal and spiritual and all that, so she was very into all of that stuff. She said, she, and I quote, It's like I was born with it, not from a scare tactic kind of way, it was more a need to understand it. <laughs> Which is an interesting point to come from with this, like, I just want to learn about it to get the rest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was her way. So Willis agreed to talk to the interviewer over the phone about her experience at Braley Pond on October 25th, 2003. And this is the first time she'd ever talked to anyone about this experience. Mm-hmm. Braley Pond Campground is a popular campground um, destination known for scenic views and stocked fishing pond, despite being known as one of the most haunted places in Virginia. Virginia is pretty haunted. So it's pretty, you can see all the stars. Creepy. Yeah, kind of. Like, for those of you who can't see it, we posted in the Oscar. Yeah. Um, so it's like a pretty okay bunch of water surrounded by like green trees, and there's 
dirt all around it. Um, it has like cattails coming out the sides and like pond reeds and grass. Sorry. So, um, you know, a standard little pond that you would stumble upon in the woods. Um, I'd say it's probably, it has no trail around it. It's just trees. Mm-hmm. I, would, I don't know how deep it is, and I don't know if there's fish, but there is fish. It's pretty well stocked. And it's deep enough to hide the body. Well, and that's what we're coming back to. So, yeah, on May 22nd, 2003, 19 year old Christopher S. Kennedy was murdered at Braley Pond by local gang members. Um, two of the members lured Kennedy to the site and stabbed him 13 times. That's a lot of times. In the chest and in the back. And they dumped his body into the water and it was found partially submerged into the pond. There was, like, notably a lot of violence at the crime scene. That's not good. Yeah, and for a county sheriff to have to say that, she and her friend went out to go investigate this. The name that they gave is Chris Arnold, which has already been changed to protect the identity of the friend. Okay. Um, so we're just going to call him Chris Arnold, because that's what it is. They asked Willis if she heard about the murder at Braley Pond back in May, um, because this was only, you know, a little bit after that. And its reputation is one of Virginia's most haunted because she was intrigued. She didn't want to know what happened there. She just wanted to go and experience it for herself. Um, I mean, I get that. Like, I know a lot of empaths and mediums and, like, just kind of psychics don't want to know anything. But, mm-hmm. like, imagine being, like, it's the most, one of the most haunted places in the state. And she's like, I don't want to know why. I'm just going to go and see what happens. Like, you have no idea what you're walking into. I mean, I'm sure you're preparing for it being bad. But just, like, I would want to have, like, at least something to prepare for. Instead yeah. of walking up there and feeling like I'm getting stabbed 13 times, and I have no idea why yet. Yeah, so they lead a uh, a group of about a dozen teenagers why? <laughs> on a tour throughout this area, and she's teaching them about like the world of spirituality and how to read energy and how all of that works. The group arrives around 4.30 in the afternoon. They go towards a bridge. I hate bridges, by the way. Anyone who knows me knows that I hate bridges. And sunsets. And sunsets. I don't like sunsets. Fun fact. So they go towards a bridge that led to a dam at the park. And she basically, yeah, she felt what happened to him the minute she stepped on the bridge. Yeah. Which, psychics. Fortunately, she takes very good notes throughout this entire um, encounter. Okay. So we know pretty much exactly what went down. She said, it was so heavy as to be almost palpable. I knew immediately that this feeling was not my own. It was something that belonged to someone else. And this is why you don't go into things without knowing what the thing is. Mm -hmm. Because you should know. Um, By the time that the group arrived at the dam, like past the bridge, two of the teenagers were physically sick. And the rest of them just started to panic. Um, and the further they got past the dam and the bridge, people started to calm down. But by that time, Willis was already like feeling the effects of being over there. She said she had never been frightened of the paranormal previously, but she was on that day. And she said that she was surprised by her reaction to it. It was definitely the strongest reaction I've ever had. And I've gone on thousands of investigations in some really strange places. 
I've been in the places that, you know, six foot two, 200 pound men will go. I've seen some of the tiniest ladies, like, go and do shit the most. Mm-hmm. And macho men are, macho men are men. They'd, they'd be scared of it. Mm-hmm. Just macho madness. Yep, just macho madness. That's a joke for Josh and me. Right. And anyone who likes game clubs. So everyone leaves and they go on their own way and they like try and forget about it. But Willis and Arnold come back later that night. But we'll go ahead and say that now. But so at least we kind of know where it happened. Probably happened on like at least it started on the bridge. Mm-hmm. So it was around eleven thirty PM when the two of them went back to that bridge to that dam over by the pond and she said and I quote, I felt as though it was waiting for us, which is a terrifying, terrifying. feeling. Because if you hate feeling washed, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Um, and then, like, for her saying that she's never been, like, afraid of the paranormal, it's like, I don't necessarily know that I'm, like, afraid, but I also know that, like, there is things other that are more powerful than mm-hmm. me, and there's so much about the paranormal that humans still don't fully yeah. understand. So we don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, and I definitely don't know that I would have gone back. Especially after she was already feeling the way During that she the was. Day. Plus, plus, there's other things that come out in the evening time. So not mm-hmm. only are you going back to this situation that already fucked you over in the afternoon, you don't know what else is going to come out to play to Yeah. So anyways, she felt like it was waiting for her. Um, and she started immediately feeling like the overwhelming fear and the dread that came with it. Um, she says, I sensed another presence behind the original one. Uh, this one didn't feel like the others. In fact, it didn't even feel human. Well, it should be. Yeah, which goes back to your whole point of, you don't know what else is out there, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, as Arnold and Willis reached the top of the dam, they heard something moving in the water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... And then, you know, um, my, my Sherpa dog is here. Um, they're pulling me out. I sent up a flare. I'm out. Get me the fuck out of this one. <laughs> it's like, it's like midnight at this point. You know, it's like the, the maze in the goblet of fire. You're like, I'm, I just want to. I'm out. just like, yeah, red sparks in the sky. Let's pull me I'm out, Dumbledore. No, thank you. People are possessed, and I am not having a good time. Someone got eaten by a hedge. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, this is her internal monologue. Someone got eaten by a hedge. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm um, tapping out, Dumbledore. <laughs> so she says that at the very top of a tall pine tree, there was this kind of green glowing orb-shaped thing. No. Yeah. So she said, roughly 30 or 40 feet in the air, looking as it was nestled in the branches, was a brightly glowing fluorescent light. Um, and then she heard directly behind them a violent splashing. And when they turned around, she says there was no mistaking it. It sounded like there was a person in the water flailing and kicking. It was loud enough to have been the size of a full-grown person. Well, that's just the water. That doesn't necessarily feel so water always ominous. That's just you know, that's those those are some of those hauntings that are just repeating events. Where it's like not the ghost and it's not the real person, it's just the event playing on the loop because it's far like yeah. the area is far is traumas. Yeah. Um so only now at this point do they feel like something is coming at them 
and then they run. Okay. After all of them. So they sprint down to the back of the truck, and she says, as they were running with Arnold in the lead, Willis witnessed Arnold suddenly fall into the water, um, but as she explained, he didn't just fall. I don't know how to explain it, except for he literally flew upwards and to the left, as if something had hit him right in the middle of his back, like using his forward momentum, and he went off the side of the bridge into the water. So she, like, I'm just picturing paranormal activity, where it looks like, you know, they got yoinked by, like, yes. a, a crane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably pretty close to what happened. So she had to stop to get him out of the water, and then as she, uh, like, they were getting ready to go running, she felt something hit her in the back, which is when most of us are pretty sure that's when something attaches to you. You can, like, feel it. It hit her in the back? Yeah, it hit her. Like, it back. pushed her, or, like, just, like, thumped into It, like, thumped into her. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, she said, in the interview, she detailed the way it moved along her back like a two-foot-long inchworm hung his way oh, from arm God. to arm oh, across God. the back of her head. Um, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, she said she has trouble believing all of this, but she remembers how it felt because she could never forget it. They do have a pretty good amount of photos for things, and there was more than one of them there. Uh, Will you send me this article, Lisa, so that I can put it in our source notes? So, as she ran to the truck to meet Arnold, Willis is screaming, there's something on me, there's something on me. Horrifying. Hate that. Don't ever say that to me. See, this is the thing, okay? This is what I'm saying. I feel like I can't really be a true paranormal researcher. Like, a researcher, sure, but investigator. Like, I'll go out to some places, but I'm not going to, like, will, like, the minute that people, that the, that the location tells me I shouldn't be here, I'm gonna fucking listen. Like, I would be like, Maybe at the minute you thought there was a spider on you. Well, it's not, it's different. Like, spiders exist outside. But it's just like, if I walk out there and the, le- the land just says no, I'm gonna be like, all right. all right, sounds good. Yeah, you know what? You're completely right. I'm wrong. It's this just, is your space. I'm sorry. I'm so this sorry for dream. even being here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna dip. Thanks yeah. So. Super cool. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> see you not next week. I'm never coming back. See, that's the thing. It's like I can't. I'm not like either this brave or this stupid. Like yeah, I'm in, the, in the most like respectful of ways possible. I cannot like turn that part off of me where I'm just like, huh, it's probably fine. It's just Brad. <laughs> I can't, I can't turn on my like white girl scary movie personality. Because you're not a white girl. I but probably could. <laughs> yeah, I probably could like dismiss it. I see. I, I die in a horror movie. I know. I'm fully I usually aware. also die, but I'm usually one of the last ones. I go first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so even though they dipped after that, for weeks she was having nightmares and, like, that crawling feeling and Gross. just the sinking feeling of dread or whatever. She should have blessed. Yeah. Um, she says it was like a communication with whatever this thing was, like, little bits and pieces of it were still stuck with her. It was an attachment. Yeah, exactly. This is why we don't get places with attachments. If you, use, if you have a bad event at 4.30 in the afternoon... Don't go back at midnight. I'm going to tell you, it's probably not a good idea. So after that, they went back 
like a few times over the following months to try and figure out what was happening. Stop. And there was a lot of times where they saw like the animals acting weird. Stop going. <laughs> and like all of their batteries were dying really quickly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um and then she went back by herself just alone. Um because she felt like she was pulled to go. I mean that's what we touch with doing that's when your friends have to step in and say hey we're not doing this you are cut off (laughs) so as soon as she went back by herself that like awful feeling came back um yeah obviously so she like blacked out for a few minutes on that trip there's about 15 minutes or so of uncounted time between when she gets out of her car and when she finds herself staring at herself in the mirror in the bathroom what bathroom? In this campground. There's a bathroom. Jeez, no. No, I am terrified. I That is, like, the worst thing to me. People who lose time. Yeah. And especially since I know that this is a bad area to be in. And she already and has an attachment. She has an attachment, and then she's going back. So it's getting stronger, and it's, like, testing more boundaries each time. It gets her to go back. Well, after this, it starts, like, messing with her family. So, um, a few weeks after she goes back, Willis and her husband were in bed watching TV one night, and they heard their eight-year-old son screaming, like, screaming bloody murder from the living room. And when they got to him, he was pointing to a corner of the living room, um, and they asked him what was going on. The son said he saw a guy standing there with multiple holes in his chest, wet and covered in blood. Um, well, it sounds like it's just the guy that died. Yeah. And she was like, it's probably a shadow. Or whatever. Ooh. Um, and then she stopped going back after that, and it got better after No way! Um, oh, God! It took her until, like, she didn't go back until 2007, so, like, five years later, and then after that, everything was fine, pretty much. And we haven't really heard anything of that since then. Um, I don't know how often she has gone back or if she has gone back since then, but it took her a while to get out of bed. It took her quite, quite a bit of time. Okay. So anyways, yeah, that was the story I had from that I mean, I was one. definitely picturing worse. The interviewer is Charles Moss, by the way. Thank you, Charles Moss, for, for getting this interview for us to read. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the longer one that I had. This one, I don't believe, is as long. This one was just kind of fun. Willis, that story, Braley Pond, creepy. Is it the Braley? Like Braley? Yeah, Braley. Okay, not Braley. B-R-A-L-E-Y, Braley. In Virginia. And then our third and possibly final one is from what they dubbed the most haunted forest in America, Massachusetts. It's the Fall River State Forest. Um, is that in the triangle? Yeah, it is in the it's triangle. It's in the triangle? Mm-hmm. Oh. This is one of the most haunted forests in the world, is where this list is coming in. It is over 5,000 acres. It is a publicly owned state park. It's gorgeous, but there are a lot of, like, cults. And murders. Missing person cases. Yeah, missing people's cases. Different, like, animals. I believe this Are there not deers? I don't know if 
there probably is not deer. There's probably not deer. Um, there's one of those staircases that leads to nowhere in there. I was pretty prepared for that. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of things happened. In 1978, the 15, uh, the body of a 15-year-old Mary Lou Aruda was found tied to a tree. The victim of a man named James M. Peter kidnapped her from a nearby town. That was while everything with the satanic panic was going on, and there was, like, verified reports of satanic cult activity in the woods. Verified by whom? Fairpoint just says the uh, people saw it and brought it to the police department. Um, but there were, like, a string of killings happening at the same time, along with animal sacrifices. Okay. Um, all happening in this wood, woods, and then a homeless man was killed in the forest in 1987 after being mistaken for an undercover officer, and then in 2001, um, two men were found dead full of gunshot wounds, lots of, you know, assaults and things also happening in this forest. Lots of bad shit going on yeah. in here because it's a forest. Yes, it is part of the infamously fabled Bridgewater Triangle. So it has been centered several oddities. 2006, there were reports of aggressive dogs just loose in that area. Um, a lot of the animals in this area tend to get very angry and very aggressive. Yeah, there was an escaped emu who was attacking visitors. That's terrifying. No, that's a ter- no, this is not a pterodactyl. That is a raptor. That is a pterodactyl. <laughs> that is a raptor. Yeah. Notoriously, <laughs> the pterodactyl that flies is now a flightless bird. Have you heard about the emu war in Australia? And I think, I think the emus yes. won. Yeah, yeah. Emus won. love that. Emus are scary. I, yeah, those are raptors. Today's um, raptors. In May of 2016, several common paths were found with thin wires stretched across them. I've seen some, like, trail cam. Or, like, these guys were on, like, dirt bikes going through the woods mm-hmm. and almost got taken out by it. And then they were, like, saying that, they, like, they were, like, they took it, they cut it down, and they were, just, like, waiting there to see if somebody was going to come. I was like, you need to fucking go. Leave. You need you to don't, not be there. You don't want to know whoever it is. Is trying to kill you. While because you're that bike. person is trying to kill anyone. Yeah. On uh, so, yeah, there were, like, multiple just flyers throughout this part. To kill bikers. There have been many like UFO sightings, mysterious white orbs, disappearances, poltergeist, giant snakes. Giants. Yeah, a lot of people say that the energy of the forest drives people to commit suicide, a lot like um, the forest, forest in, in Japan. Japan. Yes, not deers reside here. Oh. It's also native land. Which is mean, everything is native. Yeah, land. everything's native. So not surprising they're angry that you took it and did a bunch of awful things on it. Well, and we don't know, like, the problem is that when we took land, which is already wrong, we didn't always understand what land, it was like, what the land was, was when for. we took mm-hmm. them. Well, we there's like giant statues of people. Yeah, it's like, we don't know if it was burial grounds, we don't know if it was like sacred battle, like war, like war zones, because mm-hmm. they obviously had their own battles. Um, you know, we don't know if, you know, like, Crater Lake is sacred and even they didn't go it away. So, like, yeah. that's, like, what if this land was, like, because they had this thing where they're like, okay, well, we don't know over there. Mm-hmm. That area? Not good. Just, it doesn't exist. Don't pay attention to it. Yeah. The same thing with the, like, um. I don't understand your hand movements. The, um, 
the creepy trail in the south area where the Winnebago's are. The Appalachian Trail. Appalachians. Also, the um, the Humboldt area in California, mm-hmm. where it's like no man's land. That area too. That also has Winnebago's in it. I don't know if it has Winnebago's in it, but it was definitely an indigenous. Like we don't ever go there. So there are like many reports of people seeing indigenous spirits just throughout the different areas of this. There's a landmark in the forest called Asanet Ledge, which is where a lot of the indigenous lies. And then victims of different wars that were over there. Um, another tale follows the tragedy of a young girl who would meet her forbidden lover on the ledge. And then after he stopped coming, she threw herself off the cliff. This melts cliff, lets you dab. So anyways, just a lot of off shit happening in this forest. I mean, I feel like you could probably do a deep dive just into that one. For sure. I mean, this is definitely a shorter piece that I found. I just thought it would be fun. Yeah, so I'm going to already do the call for a stop. If you're in Massachusetts and you live near this Bridgewater Triangle or you have stories about the Bridgewater Triangle, oh my God, let us know. I would love to do an episode about it, and I would love to tell some of your stories with it that would be so send them yeah um and so our, i'll just do it now the email for anything that you want to send to us is no friends here podcast at gmail.com please send whatever especially if it was any of the any of these other stories any of these other places to real life encounters <laughs> Because I don't go anywhere because my nope sensor is just too good. Yeah, so we'll live vicariously for you guys. Yeah, I am going. I do walk my dog through a cemetery every day, but it's pretty small. It's it's nice. It could be creepy at night. I think that. Um, and I do have this like haunted fort story. It's small. It's short. It's fun. I'll throw it in there for us. Okay. So this is about a haunted gazebo. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> but a haunted gazebo. Well, who's haunting it? Lady Catherine? I'll get there! Lady Catherine de get there. <laughs> so we are in um, Eden Park in Cincinnati. Okay. This is the Springhouse Gazebo in Ohio. Yeah, that's where Cincinnati is. Yes. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know things. Do you? No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they call this quite a scandalous tale. So, um, the gazebo was designed by architect Cornelius M. Foster, and it was completed in 1904. Oh, not 1860. No, unfortunately, not during the Civil War, because these people had priorities. Um, Class. <laughs> yeah, give some tact. In 1925, Cincinnati attorney George Remus was indicted for bootlegging, um, and Remus was given a two-year sentence in prison. While Remus was in prison, his wife started an affair with a former undercover prohibition agent, Franklin Dodge. According to the Cincinnati Preservation Association, the two then liquidated Remus's assets and sold all of his shit. Basically, yeah, wiped him off of the face of the planet. And then they tried to have him deported. And then when that didn't work, they tried hiring a hitman to murder him. Trying too hard. Yeah, you were trying too hard. So hard. So, you know, two years later, after all of this bullshit, Remus came home, was like, what the fuck, and then filed for divorce. It's 1927. The wife was on the courthouse to finalize it. 
Remus had his driver run his wife's car off the road near the Springhouse Gazebo at Eden Park, and then Remus jumped out of his car and shot her in the stomach. So this is a lot of people just trying to kill each other. Okay. And the stomach is, like, the worst place to shoot. Yeah, because then you bleed out, and, and it's like, painful. It's painful. Yeah. So, during Remus's trial, he uh, used the insanity defense by emphasizing oh, the distress caused by his wife's affair. Okay. Um, and now people say that the wife is still haunting the gazebo. What and is she doing? She's just walking and hanging out. It's by a lake, so also not surprising. It's by a place called Mirror Lake. That's not two that words that should <laughs> not go together. Anyways, yeah, she's just uh, chilling by by this gazebo right here. Mm, that's a very pretty gazebo. That's a pretty gazebo. And I guess it's not the worst place to haunt. But no, it's nice. Like, what am I doing at this gazebo? Hanging out, being traumatized. What am I, Scared lovely people. bones? Yes. If they were at a gazebo for a while. I was also she... a serial killer. Well, she was at the gazebo because she was waiting for someone. the guy to come because she was supposed to meet him there and they were going to have a date and kiss each other. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, she's a sweet Teenagers. 14 year yeah. old. Uh, anyways, those are all the stories I have for you. Well, that was fun. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say I still don't like lakes. We can add ponds to the list. <laughs> We're growing in some ponds now. Um, but I'm also definitely going to say if you enter a place of nature and yes. you're being told you should not be there for whatever reason, be it, you know, trespassing signs, you know, the campsite is closed or your stomach or that um, little piece inside of you just says, I don't like this place. Go away. Yeah, if it doesn't feel right to you and you feel like something's trying to attack you, it leave. should. If you see your friend get, get yeeted, <laughs> get straight up, get straight up box kicked. That's not even a goddamn thing. Off the bridge. It shouldn't take your son seeing a man with holes in him to make you stop going. Agreed. And also, friends don't let friends go back to these places after you get yeeted into the water. I want to know what she was doing. I want to know what happened in that out. And also, why was she staring at herself in here? If I ever, <laughs> ever exit my car and immediately wake up and I'm staring at myself in front of the mirror, I will kill myself. <laughs> no, Something I is wrong. <laughs> I will be terrified and I will assume I have been possessed. possessed. And I'm, you know. Gonna go find an exorcist. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to the nearest church and just, you know, believe that it's going to work so that it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Because that's all it takes. You, it doesn't matter what faith you go to, you just have to go believe to that it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna work. That's really all I believe. It doesn't really matter what you call God. Who puts their hands on you to fix it? If you just believe get that their hands will fix it, it will fix it. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so yeah, it, it should not have taken her as long as it did to get her situation. It was a heavy attachment. I'm pretty sure that's just oh, what yeah. it was. Months, months of it. And the fact that it was drawing her back. And, and attacking her family and her friends. Um, yeah. Um, also, don't 
kill your four-month pregnant girlfriend in a canoe because that means you're a child. And you'll get caught, obviously. Because you're stupid. And don't do it in 1904. Actually, if you have fucking money, you can afford to marry her. And then, guess what? It's 1906. You're allowed to have mistresses still. Yep. So, like, honestly. Don't. Just don't kill people. Don't do it. Also, don't try to hire hitmen to kill your husband while you're in prison. And if you're going to kill someone, which you should never do, definitely don't do it (laughs) by a lake. We don't support it, but... Like, definitely don't do it by a lake. Or any source of water. Because it remembers, and you will get got at some point. And this is why the woods are so crazy. So much much water. Yeah. All right. Tell them the thing. You can find us on Instagram at underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us like I should just am. We're always happy to have you guys. Yep. Um, and sometimes we remember to post because I still didn't post for the episode that I did last week. Well, I don't post, so I forget. I do, I do my best. Um, and then again, that email is nobimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. Please send me your stories. I want to be terrified and be my pants. Um, and then continue to rate and review and follow us wherever that option is available to you. Steal your, uh, parents' phone, your boyfriend's phone, your friend's phone. Write a review on Apple Podcast so that I can read them and feel better. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This is so fun. I know. It's the start of spooky season. I hopefully, hopefully, we'll have enough spooky vibe inside of us that we just like look up more things and have to talk about it. So we'll get better about our podcast episodes. We'll focus on Domine and we'll see what happens. And I'll look up that. That's going to be an ongoing thing. And I'll look up the triangle. What are the Woods. That one. Yeah. Well, and I'm gonna keep looking at Lake Mead, but they just the basic the basic story is they just keep finding bodies. That's fun. So, I mean, it's not fun, but like it's interesting. And there was a very there was a church that they found because it is no longer under water. sixty feet of water. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. That's lakes frequently. You know this. I had to tell mom why I do not trust man-made lakes. Because I was like, you don't know what people do. I had to tell her that people don't move the bodies they're supposed to move all the time. And she's like, oh, so you just don't trust man-made lakes? I'm like, I don't trust men. And they're lazy. And And she's like, okay, so what's wrong with natural lakes? I was like, you don't know what you meant. When the... (laughs) When the ice age ended and there was water flowing into all these lakes that we have now, what was in the ice? What was in the water? This you is don't how we know. get messy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Have a great day. Have a spooky day. Um, I'll see you next time. Bye bye, ghosts and you. Bye. bye. bye.